Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers. Welcome to another episode of the Business Lines State of Economy podcast. Today we are delving into the world of deep tech startups. As technology continues to evolve at a rapid pace, deep tech has emerged as a promising area of innovation with startups creating solutions that are based on cutting edge research in fields such as artificial intelligence robotics and space tech joining us today are two distinguished guests arun natrajan the founder of venture intelligence a private market intelligence company and vishesh rajara the managing partner of special invest a venture firm focused on deep tech investments welcome arun and vishesh to start off arun please give us an overview of the funding activity in deep tech startups for this year and can you also compare it to the past two years to get a sense of how it has been growing Great. Yeah, I just quickly wanted to qualify that when we talk about deep tech in the Indian context, we are really talking about a very narrow slice of what typically you know kind of is uh, you know considered deep tech in other countries. Typically, these investments are done you know which have IP, but these are not typically you know lab level research kind of spinouts that you know other markets have seen. uh coming to data you know in 2023 we've seen about 22 investments worth about 268 million dollars going into deep technology companies of which you know the major segments have been you know chatbot and then drone technologies computer vision climate and agri tech applications of ai and so on and last but not the least space tech you know they're including the recent example of a 1.5 million dollars seed round that you know inspect city had received led by special invest so that's you know uh, something it's a sector that has been increasingly getting the attention of investors in the last 3 years and you know and typically investors from enterprise technology focused so there was a rise of 45 to 50% uh, in this space you know between 2019 and 2021 interestingly despite the overall funding winter setting in in 2022 deep tech funding actually rose by 50% again at least in value terms uh, led by you know unicorn startup unifor and uh, and then you know by the number of deals is kind of in flat so relatively speaking deep tech is in a good spot you know compared to b2c and other segments that have kind of you know fallen off their radar right right Thanks, Arun. Arun, also to sort of delve a little deeper into this, generative AI has become a trend today. Do you think there is a correlation with how many investors are coming into deep tech today? Do you see newer investors sort of taking a bet in this sector now, as because of this trend? So I would say that you know, generative is kind of again too narrow from the Indian context. We haven't seen too many startups specifically coming up with IP level stuff like. open ai chat gpt kind of thing but there have been a lot of companies that focus on applications you know whether it is in health tech and so on that have attracted and continue to attract and increasingly so so even in the latest month you know one of the pockets where actually there is more activity is in ai and you know uh, it is not surprising that you know folks like vishesh will be you know seeing more and more such companies but of the generative ai variety and already funded we haven't seen and my understanding in us from the us context it's really really very hot both number of deals as well as valuations india we haven't tracked specifically deals 
going through uh, in this specific segment. I'm sure you know Vishesh can talk about it in more depth because he sees companies as who are pitching them, not necessarily close transactions. Sure. Coming to you, Vishesh, help us delve deeper more into this, how the investment scenario is in deep tech today. Also, because you've been focused on this segment. So if you could also compare it from the past years, how has it been growing? How is the investor interest today? Firstly, thanks for having me on this call and very excited to do this along with Arun. So, you know, six years ago, when we started to look at deep tech, it wasn't very clear how the market would evolve, whether India can innovate, what can India innovate in? Can India do better than America? Can India do better than China? I think these are large questions, right? And of course, the biggest question that is being asked is, is there capital? Is there appetite for such investment? That, of course, was sort of the broad question that was being put at, at us. And we would ask ourselves this question every time we do a deal. But then, you know, it's very hard to boil the ocean. It's way simpler to just boil the pot of tea. And that's when we said to ourselves that, hey, let's not go and answer this micro question of whether India deep tech will survive. Let's look at the opportunities in the micro. And we picked three broad thematic pillars, right? One was EV, climate, energy. That was one theme, which was transition from fossil fuel. And of course, the transition from fossil fuel was it's more obvious now, but six years ago, the timing and the market adoption was still in question. But the biggest favor was the fact that technology was reaching a maturity curve. The price of lithium, hence the price of the battery and all were coming to levels where you could commercially use it. So we then took a broad view saying that, hey, there will be a lot of technologies coming out for fossil fuel transition. That was one part. The second pillar was space tech. We said to ourselves that, uh, you know, with cost of launch coming down and cost of satellites coming down, there's going to be a two-level explosion in the space market globally. India has a great opportunity to participate in it because of our historical capability, the talent pool, and the ability to execute. And the third piece was around semiconductor and quantum security to saying that this is another vertical where there will be an explosion and India will possibly have an advantage to build. Six years ago to now, what has drastically changed is a geopolitical environment. The geopolitical environment has had a two-level impact on how tech gets built in India. First level impact is there is a reasonable stress on resilience for technology in the country, which is how can we build homegrown technology, specifically semiconductor being a case in point, or the quantum mission being a case in point, or the green hydrogen mission being a case in point. The second level is the fact that India is now globally being accepted as a destination to buy technology from, be it software or hardware. And given everything else that's going on in the neighborhood, India is being now considered as an attractive alternate to buy these technologies, rather a safer and more trusted partner to buy these technologies, which is where something like a quantum security or something in the satellite space or something in the space tech space still makes it very compelling and the shade and the angle in which you look at it has drastically changed. Most important leading indicator to look at is, is there enough talent to build such products and technologies in the country? 
The capital for it is more a lagging indicator in my view, because I come from the view that if there are people building great products and great technologies, capital will find its way there. That's what people like us are supposed to do, right? We're supposed to find great companies and invest in it. And if all of us do a good enough job, capital will find its place. Yes, the process will be long, it will be painful, it may not be very efficient, but it'll 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 take care of itself over time. So I'm fairly bullish on deep tech because not only was it just market-based, there is also a two-level compelling reason. One being India resilience and two being India being a global technology destination. I think these two new additions or changes in my mind is what is disrupting deep tech more than ever before in India. Thanks, Vishesh. Uh, also, talking about space tech, it's been an exciting couple of months for India uh, in the space tech sector. How do you see the space growing from here? Because obviously these companies take a while to reach, uh, reach where they can make revenue. Uh, how do you see them growing from here? I think it's still early days. I think it's, it's a very, very positive uh, environment to be in. I think the biggest positive environment is the fact that there is a space policy that is put out and recognized and accepted in the country. And when the country is very vocal to saying that private space participation is an effort to capture a piece of the global market and not necessarily to compete on the inside. What you're seeing today is just the first generation of space tech companies alongside the policy which is companies building rockets to take satellites to space or companies building very unique satellites, capture information. I think the level two and level three of these generations will play themselves out in, you know, in the next five to 10 years. As Arun mentioned, our most recent investment is in a company called InSpaceCity. As the name goes, their view is to build factories in space or have capabilities to do repairs and maintenance of assets in space, right? So that's of course, very futuristic when, when compared to what's already going on. But, you know, things are moving quite fast and a lot of these things will evolve as well. Arun, would you like to add something to this on the space tech bit? Sure. You know, so clearly, you know, compared to three years back even, you know, such companies have even people like Vishesh, you know, uh, willing to take, uh, you know, flyers quite literally. But, you know, what matters is you know, how some of the follow-on financing folks, you know, come to the table. Uh, in other segments, of course, you know, they have found takers at various levels, you know, whether it is just playing many plus and so on. Whether, you know, some of those bigger funds will follow on and, you know, all the way to launch and you know, beyond. It is something that, you know, I will really be keen to be tracking. Uh, but, you know, hats off to people like, you know, Special and Vishesh for taking that early leap of faith behind these companies. Sure. Thanks, Arun. Vishesh, also wanted to get your view on language models like ChatGPT. Do you see Indian startups working on any use cases of such models? What is your view of that space? I think the space is rapidly evolving. It's evolving so fast that I can't claim to have a very strong view. I think the opportunity is clearly in building workflows and applications around it because the chat GPT by itself is a very powerful tool. You now need to be smart enough to see where you can make a business use case by using it. We are seeing a handful of companies that are working in that direction. It's still very early. We have not made any investment yet, but, but are looking actively. Thanks, Vishesh. Thanks, Arun, for your valuable insights. That's all for today's edition. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes of State of Economy podcast. Thank you. Thank you.